Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Previously on Queen of the Con. Once they get your phone number, you are their best friend. They keep calling you nonstop until, you know, you eventually you cave in. Several nationwide telemarketing scams that Jen Shaw greedily participates in are investigated and fined by the FTC. And those companies got shut down for their marketing practices. If Jen had stopped there, this case probably wouldn't come up. But instead of stopping, Jen Shaw pivots, creating all new telemarketing scams. Bigger, faster, stronger, bilking thousands of elderly victims out of millions of dollars. We probably will never be able to be retired. We'll have to work until we can't work anymore. Wow. We had to stop farming. We actually sold our part of the farm. But this scam is Jen Shaw's most abominable because it seems so legit and it shockingly manages to ensnare a lot of tech-savvy 30-somethings too. I personally thought I had done my research because obviously I knew that there were scams out there. <laughs> yep, there are lots of scams out there, but I guarantee you've never seen one like this. I think what Jen Shaw was leaning into is, this is just marketing. Okay, so we're lying in our marketing practices, but that's not 
wire fraud. You don't go to prison for that. I'm Jonathan Walton, and this is Queen of the Con, The Unreal Housewife. Episode 4, Everything Just Seemed Legit. The whole work from home aspect is something, you know, at least in the last eight to ten years, something that I've been very much wanting to do. That's Molly McLaughlin. She was 38 years old back in 2016 when she lost her teaching job in Eldridge, Iowa. Were you laid off? I was. Basically, they went through like a whole accreditation thing. And one of the rules for their accreditation was they had to eliminate my department. I was what was called a writing instructional specialist. We worked with like online teaching assistants who worked with online students. And so when they eliminated my department, they also, of course, eliminated the online teaching assistants. So that, you know, took a big hit to me and my self-esteem. And that's one reason why I ended up down the path that I did. And they always say you're one decision away from a different life. So Molly starts hunting for a new job, pretty much where anyone would start hunting for a new job, online. I really want to be able to work from home and I want to be able to see if I can work for myself. You know, I'm kind of tired of the rat race, as they call it. So I just wanted to try something different. So I was online, I was looking things up, and I personally thought I had done my research because obviously I knew that there were scams out there. You know, they talk about the the stuffing envelope scams and stuff like that that have been going on for a long time. I mean, online scams aren't new. There have been scams forever, pretty much. Since the beginning of the internet. Exactly. So I personally thought I had done my research you know i looked some stuff up and i thought oh this one seems shady i'm gonna get off of it molly was doing what we all do googling the company posting the job checking linkedin to see if she knew anyone who knew anyone who worked for these various places one day molly comes across a website that really strikes at the heart of what she wants to do work-wise It was like the Work at Home Institute. Remember, the initials were W-A-H, so it sounded like WA. So I thought of it as the WA Institute. So I clicked on it, and, you know, I was looking at the website. I was still kind of trying to, like, type into Google, like, this is legit. Couldn't find anything about it not being, so I was feeling fairly confident. I even checked, like, the Better Business Bureau, which I have noticed a couple of the companies that kind of were affiliates of them do have scores on Bear Business Bureau. Some of these have like A-plus ratings. (laughs) It just makes what's about to happen more probable because they seem to check out to you. And the other thing is, as I was looking through it, I was seeing things like testimonials from people. And that kind of sold me right there. At the time, I thought, well, these people are not going to put their names to a scam, you know? So this has to be real. This has to be legit. Some were saying you can make like 6,000 a month. Some were saying more, you know, I think one of the testimonials said like, I make 20,000 a month from home. So Molly clicked the link to request more information. She filled out an online form with her name, address, and phone number. The next day I got 
a phone call from someone from the Work at Home Institute. What did they tell you? And they said, you know, we can help you like build your own online business. And once again, thinking it's legit, this guy I was talking to, and he probably used a fake name, but I remember it was Jason. He had mentioned about like his website or whatnot and had like sent me the link so I could look at it. And I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. What was Jason's website selling? I don't remember. I think it was something with sports. And he told you he was making money doing that with that website. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, you know. And of course, they ask you the typical questions like, what do you want to do? How much do you want to make? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you can make that and and you can double it. And, you know, this is how you get started. We give you the tools and the education. We'll get you on the front page of Google with that SEO optimization thing that they do for the for the search engines. You know, and we'll teach you all of that to get you on that front page. And, you know, so I was looking at his website. I thought, oh yeah, this looks this looks pretty cool. I think he sent me a couple of others, you know, from other employees there. Everything just seemed legit. It wasn't one of those where any red flags were going off yet. So Jason at the Work From Home Institute sends Molly pages and pages of information, underscoring what she already knew to be true. Retail is dead. Most people who want to buy stuff don't get in their cars and drive to a store. They go online. They go to Google. And if they're searching for teddy bears, for instance, and you have a website selling teddy bears that comes up first in Google search results, chances are you're going to sell a lot of teddy bears. So he wanted me to come up with some ideas, like five you know, items to sell. And you want me to think of things that might not have had like a ton of websites, you know, like there's a ton of websites to women's boots and perfume and sporting goods and stuff like that. And so I finally came up with the idea and I, which actually I kind of liked and I kind of wish really was still here, uh, clocks and mirrors. You know, everyone can use a clock. Everyone can use a mirror. There's a ton of clocks and mirrors. Like this could be really fun. I could have a ton of fun with this. How did Jason react to your Clocks and Mirrors website idea? He liked it. Jason promises Molly that, based on his research, a website selling Clocks and Mirrors can make her thousands of dollars a month. But that kind of sure thing comes with a cost. I believe to start, it was at least $10,000. And of course, yeah, I had a bit of sticker shock at that. But he made a valid point. Which I thought, yeah, you know, he said, if you're doing like an actual business brick and mortar, it's going to cost 10 times that. And I thought, valid, you know, it is going to cost money to start a business. So Molly shells out $10,000 and Jason gets her set up with a bunch of online classes to help her start her clocks and mirrors business. And he actually bills her what appears to be a website. It did look sharp and clean, you know, at least for a basic website, you know. And Jason guarantees Molly, in writing, that the SEO, or search engine optimization, for Molly's Clocks and Mirrors website will enable it to come up first in Google search results for anyone looking to buy a clock or a mirror online. I was like, well, this is very detailed and stuff, and I'm thinking, this has to be real. You know, so I remember I was excited. 
And it's not long before other silver-tongued scammers from Jen Shaw's telemarketing network swoop in and take full advantage of Molly's excitement. Other companies would start calling and they'd say, oh, well, you know, like, you're going to need this to add to your business if you want to get it, like, on the front page. Like, we can help with, say, the technical aspect. We'll make sure that we get it on the front page of Google, the front page of Bing, the front page of every search engine, you know? All right, you know, and I don't remember the cost of that, but I think one was, like, $5,000. Of course, I was a bit apprehensive. I was like, well, I just spent, like, $10,000. Do I really need to spend more. But still thinking, yeah, this is part of the business. This is what I need to do. I went ahead, of course, and did it. Then more calls came, convincing Molly she needs to invest even more money so her Clocks and Mirrors website can start earning it back. And Molly falls into what former prosecutor Emily D. Baker laid out for us in the previous episode, sunk cost fallacy people keep chasing it down because it's like, if I can just fix it, right? No different than gambling. If I can just fix it, if I can just get even, I can walk away. Like once I get back my investment, I can stop. You have so much invested. You just need a little more to make it. A little more, a little more, a little more. If I can just get back to the initial investment, I can get out. So over the course of a couple months, Molly spends $30,000 trying to get her Clocks and Mirrors website off the ground. But it never actually happens. At any point, was your Clocks and Mirrors website up and number one in Google search results ever? Nope. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every case I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe was named Best Home Security Systems of 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. They've got sensors that you can place on your doors and windows to detect break-ins, fires, and even floods. They also offer a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras so you can see what's going on inside and outside your home anytime day or night. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com queen. That's simplysafe.com queen. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible... Uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So that's the scam. They, they sold you that, but they never delivered that. And maybe they would have if I had been in it longer. No, I don't think so at all. You don't? I don't think so at all. Even now talking to me, you think you could have made it work. You couldn't. The only reason you think that is because they cleverly made you come up with the idea. And even now you're thinking, you know, it could have worked if I stayed with it. No, it could never have worked. It was all a con. I have to point out here that this psychological manipulation technique that Jen Shaw's underling Jason used on Molly is identical to the technique my con artist used on me. If you recall from Queen of the Cons season one, my best friend, Mayor Smith, made it appear as if her wealthy family in Ireland hated her and they'd do anything to get her disinherited from the family's 25 million euro estate. They were also friends with her travel agency boss, which troubled me because there was a clause in the will disinheriting any heir charged with a crime. So I warned Mayor, you better be careful, I said, since your cousin is best friends with the owner of the company you work for, he may try and set you up and get you convicted of stealing or something. She laughed it off and said it was impossible, but weeks later, Mare actually gets arrested and calls me from jail telling me I was right. 
that her family framed her for stealing $200,000 to get her disinherited. It all made total sense to me because I'm the one who came up with it. I warned her about it, so I really believed it. But none of it was true. And in Molly's case, Jason was using that identical manipulation technique just under different circumstances. He tricked Molly into coming up with the Clocks and Mirrors website, and because it's her idea and she has ownership of it and she loves it, she really believes in it. And that's what ultimately roped Molly in to the bitter end. And keep in mind here that according to court records, Jen Shaw wasn't just one of the people designing and pulling the strings on all these scams. She was the ringleader. She had a hand in writing the script for Jason to convince Molly that a Clocks and Mirrors website was a great idea. And Jen Shaw also helped orchestrate all these other scammers to pounce on Molly and trick her out of even more money down the line. So I'm just running into hitting walls and getting frustrated and trying to think, this isn't a good idea, I'm in over my head. Things started to change after that and red flags started to go up after that. I felt pressured, which of course is something that you should not feel in a legitimate business isn't going to pressure you. They called to look at the website and stuff. And of course, at this point, I'm thinking, what now? I cannot do any more of this. But the tech guy said that he looked at the website or the test website and he said, there's a lot of errors in here. This is not going to get you on like the front page of Google or Bing or anything, you know, just the way they coded it. This is like the third or fourth person in these phone call chains. People keep calling you and telling you this, calling you and telling you that. And now these people are calling you and telling you your search engine optimization is wrong. You're not going to appear on the front page. You need to fix it. And, and they have to fix. Yeah. And they want more money. But by this point, Molly had maxed out all her credit cards. And, you know, I was overwhelmed. I can't pay anything. So you might think Molly's con is over now. She's 30 grand in the hole and has nothing to show for it. But the architecture of Jen Shaw's Scamapalooza machine has one more devious trick up its sleeve. And this trick is as brilliant as it is cruel. Maybe three, four months down the road, I get a call from a company called Allstate Management. Not to be confused with Allstate. Insurance. I'm sure that was 100% their intent. Allstate Management, they sound reputable. One thing I noticed with their website, because of course I pulled it up thinking, are you legit? And I believed that they were because they basically told me, you're dealing with scammers. And we, this is what we do. We go after these scammers and we help you get your money back. But of course, there was a cost. How much money did they want from you to get all your money back? Uh, at least 3000 but I want to say it was more like five. So they're saying for 5000 we can get your 30000 back? Pretty much, yeah. I get the allure of that. I mean, if it costs Molly $5,000 to recover the $30,000 that got scammed from her, it's totally worth it, right? So Molly pays them $5,000. And eventually, 
Allstate management demands more. And that's when Molly discovers she got duped again. I didn't realize Allstate was part of that scam. And that's what's scary, because it could happen to anybody, John. It really can. It could happen to anyone in the world. That's Ricky Patel, a special agent with Homeland Security, whose team investigated the many telemarketing scams of Jen Shaw. We are not talking about individuals who just wake up and, and have a legitimate nine to five job and then do this on the side. This is what they do. They wake up in the morning looking to rob and fraud people in the world, right? That's how they're earning their money, which is completely wrong. It's evil, in my opinion. And then you have a con artist who really knows what to say, how to say it. Let me just keep getting as much as I can out of anybody who's a quote unquote lead or an individual here, a victim. How did Jen Shaw present to you? How'd you get involved with this case? So this investigation actually was in our New York office as I was there as the acting special agent in charge. So we have something called the Eldorado Task Force, which is the largest financial fraud task force that the United States government has. So we were investigating a whole slew of companies and businesses already, and we just happened to come across Jen Shaw and her business partner, Stuart Smith. So it wasn't like we were honed in on them. They just ended up being targets of the investigation as we went through our normal investigative approaches. We don't target anybody. We're targeting the crime. We're following the facts. We're following the leads. We're following the money trails. We're doing our criminal investigation. And to be honest with you, who's on the other end of it? We don't know until we have no idea what you look like. We don't know who you are, right? We don't know. We know there's a corporation that's doing this. We know that there's organizations and people that are involved. It's not, we're starting out. Let me look at Jen Shaw. That's not what this investigation unraveled. This investigation unraveled a conspiracy of a massive fraud organization that has many tentacles that eventually uncovered and led to Jen Shaw, her co-conspirators, and others. I really want people to understand that we're just talking about a celebrity in this matter, but this is something that happens worldwide every day, thousands upon thousands of victims. What exactly is the criminal case against Jen Shaw? A lot of her fans think she did nothing wrong and they support her. You know, there's a lot that can be said to that, right? There's the persona that we all see on television, which is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That persona is that. And then in reality, there's somebody else who's there. This is how she earned her money. It was taking money from people who worked legitimately and turning that around to make herself live a lavish lifestyle. So the crime ultimately is conspiracy to commit wire fraud. There's obviously money laundering, but at the end of the day, it is a matter of knowingly creating an environment for fraud to happen and transmitting that, whether it's money that got back that she was given into her accounts, some of which went to offshore accounts, but it's that knowingly transpiring fraud and it's the promise of, hey, if you invest in this, we'll create an online business for you, or you already have an online business, and we can perpetuate your return on investment by 10%, 20%, 30%, we'll make you a millionaire, convincing them, sending them pamphlets in the mail. In reality, there was no ability to actually create money. They were just taking the money, promising them things, making it look nice. And by the time Jen Shaw is arrested by special agents that day, during the filming of season two of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We're looking for Jen Shaw. She just thought, wow, they have like SWAT team and stuff. What the heck? 
the federal government has a miles-long paper trail and a mountain of evidence proving that Jen Shaw is the scammer they're accusing her of being. It's fascinating. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, 
The Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Former prosecutor Emily D. Baker. When I was at the district attorney's office and people are like, what do you want to do most? I'm like, white collar crime. They're like, ew, why? Like, that was the response. Like, why would you want to do that? I'm like, it's fascinating. And yes, it takes more work up front. But by the time you get to trial, if you can distill it down and help a jury understand what happened, they're going to be outraged. And those will be pretty quick convictions because they will see the paper trail if you can just make it easy for them. And paper doesn't get up on the stand and be like, I didn't see anything. Paper doesn't stop returning your phone calls. Paper doesn't bounce out of the state when it's time for trial. The bank records are the bank records. And I'm nosy. People's bank records when they're running this kind of fraud are fascinating. They've got all kinds of stuff going on. And so I really enjoyed that. But a lot of people hear fraud or theft by false pretenses or whatever. And they're like, oh, that's that's a whole lot of work. If we have a gas station robbery, you can just go pull the tape and see somebody with a gun. It's These are labor intensive and truly not everyone understands them. Not everyone's trained on them and not everyone spends their time in this part of the penal code, which is why a lot of these cases end up going to the feds who are much more specialized in them than local law enforcement. A lot of local law enforcement will say, you know, yeah, I hear what you said, but how am I going to get a prosecutor to be interested in this? And how much time and energy am I going to spend trying to investigate it to present it to a prosecutor who might say, and it's a misdemeanor. What do you want me to do? Like, and not really pursue it. And then you bring it in front of a judge who says, okay, but there were, there weren't any weapons. You know, nobody was hurt. So they tend to sentence on these things lower or to probation. People who commit fraud often have no records because all they've been doing is committing frauds like this, so they haven't been caught or prosecuted. And judges are also a little uninterested. But financial crimes are devastating to victims, and they don't look at it that way. It took federal investigators years to untangle the web of scams Jen Shaw was behind because it wasn't obvious at first. Jen managed to keep everything hidden and far removed from her, running her scams through shell companies, using fake identities and offshore accounts. But as more and more lower-level scammers in her sprawling scheme get busted, they ultimately rat her out to save themselves. Federal prosecutions generally have a tip-off of something. And we've seen this time and time again. Someone gets picked up for something and goes to the feds, look, yes, I get it. But can I tell you about this? People trade on information with the feds in a way that's very different than at the state level because the feds are willing to play let's make a deal 
in a completely different way than state level prosecutors and will take that information. And if that information leads to successful prosecutions, that person might find their charges dropped. They might get a very limited sentence or probation. They might get reduced charges. There's a big incentive to trade information with federal prosecutors and people do this all the time. So I'm not surprised that there was someone else getting picked up saying, oh, but I know about this. This is who's involved. And then eventually it works its way up the chain. A few months before Jen's indictment, we saw two of her co-defendants plea. I wonder what those co-defendants had to say about Jen Shaw and what digital evidence they turned over to benefit themselves. When they say there's no honor among thieves, that's especially true in large conspiracy type crimes. Someone is always going to talk. The game is to be the first one. So by the time Jen Shaw is charged and arrested, the 22-page federal indictment and all the prosecutor's motions and filings read like a three-dimensional roadmap outlining every crime and every cover-up. The government anticipates that the evidence would show that between approximately 2012 and 2016, the defendant primarily acted as a lead broker responsible for selling victim information to other sales floors the government would further show that between 2017 and 2021, in addition to acting as a lead broker, the defendant owned and operated a Manhattan-based sales floor called Mastery Pro Group. So Jen Shaw owned the Mastery Pro Group sales floor, not just giving leads to a sales floor, but engaging more deeply in owning her own sales floor. She got her start in telemarketing, rose up the ranks, and figured out a way to create for lack of a better word, a fake business to offer to train elderly people, retired people to quote, work from home. So when they're online and they click a link, work from home, make $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, they get called by one of these telemarketing floors that either Jen owns and is operating or has sold their information to someone else's telemarketing floor. And the scam is they trick these people who've never worked from home that you can make $20,000 if you start a website. In the end, none of it was true. Never for a second did any of these people ever work from home and make 20 grand a month like they were promised. And that's the con, tricking vulnerable people who want to believe something into believing it when they maxed out their credit cards, they would like apply for other credit in their names, like show them how to get credit to keep paying. Teaching them how to float multiple credit cards and driving people deeper and deeper into debt. And then they charged them for debt consolidation services. Yup, court records show when a lot of victims had reached the limit of their credit cards, another scam telemarketer would call seemingly out of the blue and offer to consolidate all their debt with another loan. And that's not all. And then they said, oh, well, you've got all this debt now. We just let us help you with your taxes too, so we can take care of your taxes. And when I saw the tax part, a part of me was like, oh, because they wanna keep them in the net. Because if they went to a different tax preparer, a different tax preparer might raise the red flag and say, what are you doing? This isn't a real business because that's exactly what a tax preparer or a CPA should do is what are these business expenses? Out of the gate, Jen Shaw proclaims her innocence to anyone who will listen. People like Adam Newell on his podcast, Up and Adam Live. I'm innocent. 
I'm not the only one that's gone through this. There are nearly 10,000 people a year that are accused and convicted of a crime they did not commit. But the feds managed to get their hands on some pretty damning text messages Jen sends after she hears authorities are onto her. Holy fucking shit. Delete the sales scripts from the Google Drive. Grab your popcorn, boys and girls. Things are about to get really, really crazy. Next time on Queen of the Con. It actually, it tied into another investigation that we had, which is even spawning onto additional investigations. But even with all these investigations going on, Jen Shaw engages in a masterful spin offensive on steroids that completely explains away her entire crime. Ms. Shaw originally started to work in telemarketing on the legitimate and legal side of the business and was slowly drawn into working with a group of men who were committing fraud. And they took advantage of her skills to further their own criminal ends. Queen of the Con, The Unreal Housewife is a production of AYR Media and iHeart Media, hosted by me, Jonathan Walton. Executive producers, Jonathan Walton for Jonathan Walton Productions and Elisa Rosen for AYR Media. Written by Jonathan Walton. Segment producer, Gregory Harvey. Senior associate producer, Jill Pashesnik. Coordinator, Milena Krolieski. Sound design by Tim Mulhern. Edited and mixed by Tim Mulhern. Supervising producer, Victoria Chang. Audio engineer, Justin Longerbeam. Studio engineer, Maximo Abraham. Mastered by Victoria Chang. Legal counsel for AYR Media, Gianni Douglas. Executive producer for iHeartMedia, Maya Howard. If you're enjoying Queen of the Con, click that share button and send it to your friends and family. Also, if you can, leave us a five-star review. Reviews really help other listeners find us. Court records, police records, the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, victim interviews, interviews with investigators, ABC News, Time Magazine, Us Weekly, TMZ, People, Access Hollywood, and Bravo's Real Housewives of Salt Lake City were the sources used for this season of Queen of the Con. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wooden! But be careful. 
Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.